Oh my god, you know what time it is It's the Talking Normies Podcast Today we're gonna review a little bit of some pop culture nonsense that's been going on in the vlogosphere And then we're gonna talk more about Westeros because of that last fucking episode So let's get it, you know what time it is And here today I am joined by an illustrious goon squad of goons Across from me we have The gooniest You know, I need a drum roll probably I'm gonna do one with my mouth Oh wait, no I have to introduce I'm, I'm Mickey, I'm Mickey Oh yeah Look at that hair, he's like John Wick but brown I am And over here <laughs> to my Kenny corner we got The Kenny Kenny Corn Is Marquette's new name Kenny Corn uh, Back around this way to my left we got the homie With the Daredevil shirt on Raj Oh my god, it's like Raj World Rajasthan and to my right here, we have the me, the one, the only, Chris Johnson, a.k.a. New Sense 88. Look at my Instagram. I'm trying to beat Marquette to Instagram. Go how, follow me. How, how are you to your <laughs> own luck. right? Uh, well, because I'm to my right and to my left. I am centered. <laughs> Frank Taulili says it's his first time here. Welcome, Frank. Well, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. Frank. We hope you like us. So, uh, <laughs> first things first, we have all prepared a decent amount to talk about for some old Westerosi nonsense. You know, you know how I like to. I like to write like half a page, half a novel in this beach. Hold on, make this chat a little bit bigger because I'm old and my <laughs> eyes are old. He likes, it's hard he to likes see making things bigger. I do. I do. That's why I have a balloon hut at home. Sergey AB joining from Russia. What up, man? What up, Russia? Sergey. Nastrovia. 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 I don't know what that means. Mickey's too psychedelic for me. Psych- so we're gonna try. We're, we're not gonna talk about any Infinity War spoilers, but my bad, not Infinity War. In um, game spoilers, but we are gonna talk about what in game did at the box office. Yeah, Surge, we, we are gonna talk about to say? Thrones spoilers later. So make sure you've seen the latest Thrones episode. Yeah, um, I just kind of wanted to cover like real quick some industry news for like the first few minutes of our podcast because you know some of the stuff you guys want to hear our opinion about, but we can't really talk about right away. So first things first, Avengers Endgame has made um, I think 1.2 billion over Oof. the over the weekend. So they have not counted sales from up to now. This is Friday, so during the week they obviously had some. The question is, Let's get it up to so 10 billion. It broke records. Do you think it will break James Cameron's Avatar? I Avatar hope so. at number one. I hope which so. Is at three billion. I um, hope so. You know what's wild if you think about it is that like Marvel put in. 10 years worth of work. Yeah. And, and they're going to finally maybe beat Avatar. Avatar's not even that good. It's not. I don't, I, it really, I don't think no, it no, deserves it, that spot. It, because it was just like revolutionary for its time. Like the, It's really more about like the spectacle of Avatar. I never, saw, I never saw it in that 3D. I and never and saw what a it bold 3D. ass. It had really good 3D. I will say that. But what, what a bold ass. Comes, I'm going to make like seven more of these movies. It's like <laughs> 10 years later. Like, <laughs> like, I'm not nothing. saying that. <laughs> I'm not saying that Avatar isn't good. It is. And the message is good, but the message is also literally just dances with wolves. I'm saying that well, it's not honest, like... It's not the number one spot. But it's not like nothing that anybody's never seen before. You know what yeah. I mean? Do we but never... Or never heard before. we never seen it like that. I will that, say, sitting like, in the theater, I remember I was like, damn, this is yeah? pretty good three. See, I didn't see it like that either. Yeah. yeah. So that's sitting at the top of three, Bill. Uh, number two is still Titanic. So James Cameron's got one and two. If you want to make money, you have James Cameron make your fucking movie. I'm just now reading this on Screen Rat. Avengers Endgame, second weekend... Fandangle sales were 85% higher than Infinity War? I believe it. I mean, cause That's like, dumb high. I, yeah. I believe it because, I mean, like, everybody saw Infinity War and they're just like, I mean, what a ballsy way to end that movie, so. I think a lot of people, like, repeat watch the movies, too. Like, they don't, oh, yeah. like, we went and saw it twice in the first weekend. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> people are definitely seeing this again and again. I, don't, I think when people try to predict these things, I don't think they account for, like, the amount of YouTubers and vloggers that are out there now that kind of, need to see it twice and like all these people that are seeing it out of like their own mini job you know what i mean so. yeah uh shout out to gregor guten tag from germany weirdly though like guten if tag. you if you account for inflation i think like gone with the wind is still like yeah. the number one movie to yeah. have come out like in the box office sales like back then if you if you if you like charge it. as much of a ticket as it was back that uh now back then i think that still had more butts and seats yeah yeah it was a it was a spectacle i'm really glad to have been a part of it especially kind of like from bang to bang like from the beginning to to the end of this whole entire saga it really is a saga like it, it, it's fun and i think that it really paid off and i also think that uh 
I, it's not even like they had risk. People like Mickey said that the ending to Infinity War was ballsy and like you know no risk no reward. But like, is it ballsy when everybody knows that one year later everything's going to get resolved? You know what I mean? But it's but still, still like it didn't it's still, resolve. Still, yeah. it, did, it didn't resolve in the, like it still they handled it. It so created well. it created such a triumphant moment in this part two <sighs> that like I don't. Know, most of the time when movies split into part one and part two, I'm like, eh, you might not have needed to do that. But this was yeah. This, you, this uh, was this, really you needed that pause necessary. of like that break. You know? I can't believe Who's this the was next a studio? one singular movie at one point. Like it would have been like a six-hour movie. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been movie. an event. <laughs> I, I really hope it takes it. It deserves that number one spot. I think. I so. really hope it can get there. I mean, it's already like a halfway there. So let's let's go. Hey, shout out to Antarctica. Before we move on, I just want to give a shout out to all our international fans. We got people from all over the place. We got Arctica, Brazil, Scotland, <laughs> India, Portugal. We got all New Zealand. We got Portugal, the man. We got people from all over the yep. world. We just shout out to Germany. Thank Gregor. you so much for the support, guys. We get Gregor. Gregor. Um, so what I was going to say is uh, before we move on to the next industry thingy thing is do you think any other studio is going to try to repeat this? You remember when uh, fun fact too about the DCEU, the DCEU, that phrase was made as a joke because they were like DC's always like uh, like uh, like writer wrote it. He was like, yeah, the DCEU and like people picked up on it so hard like DC hates it. They, they literally fucking Well, they it. never came up with a fucking name on their own, so they should have thought of something. And people have been trying to copy that Marvel formula, and they can't. Yeah, the like, Dark Universe, all it. that shit. Because, the Monster Universe. The, because oh, nobody has the balls to take their time with it. Like, yeah. they, they want Everybody who tries it, they want to catch up to Marvel so they can be in a dick measuring contest. Yep. Like, nobody has the balls to do their own thing and take their fucking time with it. Now, I know people are joking, but if they came out with, like, a, a Legend of Zelda movie... And shit, and maybe did possibly do like a Smash Bros. thing. That would be fucking. <laughs> that would be like That would be insane. It would. It would be funny too. Like if it's especially if it's just a big spoof. But if they're like, this is a big spoof that's going to take five years in the making yeah. for the Smash Bros. Yeah. movie, would be <laughs> low key hilarious. And I think I would fucking watch every single one of them. Yeah. Jean Jean Claude Van Damme as Master Hand. (laughs) So with that being said, that's a solid transition into the next thing. (laughs) Scenic. Salam alaikum to Egypt and Jordan. Oh, shout out! Also, shout out to Austin, Texas. Uh, I really dig the Green Belt and Barton Springs. Austin, Texas is tight. Austin's cool. I like their bacon. Nah, Lower Master, you just in time. Uh, Yeah, the second quick little industry thing before we move on to the main topic. Now, Sonic is having a redesign. What do you guys think (laughs) about that? I think we, we did our jobs, boys. We shit on Sonic just enough that they, they, they hurt us. See, like, here's the thing. When this trailer came out, nobody wanted this movie. So, like, yes, it's a victory, but, like, still it's like, okay, cool. Like, I'm, I'm still not that excited Why wouldn't they just movie? make the whole entire movie, like, animated, like Wreck-It Ralph? Yeah, like, I, I don't know. I would watch the fuck out of that. Because, because but Detective Pikachu. Because Jim Detective Carrey could have still been Dr. Robotnik, and he could have been animated. Funnily enough, yeah, like Sonic. Will, uh, Will Ferrell was, uh, you know, the villain in uh, Lego Movie, and that worked out. Yeah. Sonic good. was in uh, Wreck-It Ralph. Yes. <laughs> so they would have and he used that like mouth. Sonic. <laughs> yeah, like, use the fucking it, ex- it exists somewhere. <laughs> use it. I know people are calling this a victory, but no one asked for this movie so like it, it is still a victory <laughs> though and and it's a little bit of a marketing a lesson too because yeah. i feel like any movie now i know that there's test audiences and, yeah. and test markets but obviously it didn't fucking work for this <laughs> so like whenever they're designing like a new costume for spider-man or a new thing don't you think it would just be better and more interactive if they were just straight up like, hey, here are the three designs we're going with for the movie. Yeah. Choose which one. Or do you think it would be better if people would be surprised which so, design they I go I think by? it would be better if they were surprised because when you do that, choose which one. And it's, it's like, um, I'm going to give an example. In Marquette's country for politicians, they come out with like 20 politicians at a time and everyone has to vote. The more of that it is, like there's a chance that things could be split three ways or there's a chance that something could win by one percent you know what i mean so it's like i I feel like if you're the creator you should just do your homework as the creator and know the audience that you're creating to and then bring that out and then if people are shitty about it then you can make the change but like i am always from the view that the creator should be like this is what i think it should be boom i did my homework and check this out who did it (laughs) instead of being like uh you know, like, what do you guys think about these three? Because I've done that with Normies before, where, like, we ask the chat something. They're like, I don't know. You tell us. Like, yeah. So should, should studios be responsible if they launch a trailer and, like, people are just like, this is fucking dog shit. And, like, they don't change anything. Or they're just, like, sticking I mean, to their guns. They, had, they need to see it before they judge, like, like see, Aladdin, Genie, yeah. and some other stuff. I think that um, 
it goes well one i want to make the point on like the giving the choices it goes back to the whole like risk reward thing like yeah like you never know what it's going to be like either people are going to hate it and you're going to enter the meme sphere and once yeah. you once you enter the meme sphere there's no coming back or it's going <laughs> to fucking hit and people are going to be hyped like like walking phoenix's joker yeah like what are they going to do with that now everybody's like you know they weren't feeling it but the trailer came out everybody's hype um as far as studios being responsible i guess that goes to like how passionate the team is about their project so like that's that's one thing I'll give Sonic respect for is they are going back and changing things. Yeah. So that so that tells me they're at least passionate about the project that they're working on. But and I it's get, probably they probably had some internal struggles too, where they were like, like someone in the office was like, "I told you." Yeah, yeah. They they had no millennials. Like, did they ask any millennial? Did they ask anybody who played Sonic? Any, yeah. Did, they, did anyone play the game? <laughs> like, who's doing? He has like teeth and shit. <laughs> All right, are we done with this? We move on. To uh, the main the one court. last thing I want to say about it is with that same thing. Imagine. Imagine if a movie like Drive would have did that, right? Where you have to go into Drive knowing nothing about it. You have to go into it assuming it's one movie and then being really surprised when it's not. You know what I mean? So, like, I think that if you know, you should have confidence and know what you're doing with your property. And maybe with Drive, because it's, like, somebody's brainchild, they're like, I know how this should be. I know how this is going to work. But maybe when it's something big like Sonic or Mario, you have to fucking ask the collective internet who all has feelings about this. You know what I mean? When it's, when it's your IP... Go straight on and you put your creative shit out there when it's something that maybe you're kind of unfamiliar about that you're not a full on expert in, then maybe you should be looking for some kind of feedback. And Drive is a whole nother conversation with the studios because that was supposed to be like an art house movie and it was advertised as like Fast and the Furious yeah. 12. Yep. <laughs> it's like, this is not that, what that is. Not what I expected. Kind of worked for it though. It got butts yeah. in the seats and people were like, yeah. oh shit, this is tight. Yeah, yeah. That was one of those moments where it like worked out. But like, okay, so I wasn't excited. Shout out to Andrew Barry. Based on just, yeah. <laughs> based on just the trailer for Sonic, I wasn't expecting this movie to make a whole lot of money or be popular. And now that they have to do a complete redesign for yeah. every frame of the goddamn movie, like <laughs> they got they got an uphill battle here. But I think the hype that they just set off on the internet, I think people are gonna yeah. I think it, I think it worked out for them. It shouldn't and be too hard, very, right? Because they're just replacing the CGI. Yeah, I mean, no, no. Think about it. If it's it CGI, you would just, no, no, but you would just redo the shit. model, and you would it would take a long time to render it. But you would just reshoots. put that model in yeah. like physical reshoots. Yeah, yes, true, but that's still like manpower. That's a lot of money. Yeah. It's, it's um, still so They much got money in spades. I was going to say, Philip DeFranco always brings out outrage marketing, and this this seems like a form of outrage marketing, where you know if you can trigger the nerds with the shitty thing that you're making, that like the nerds will care about it so much, and then once you make the change, because now you're, Mickey's right, people are like, yeah, it feels like we got to win, but it's like, did we get a win? Yeah. No one asked for this in the first place or yeah. wanted it. And now everybody's like, yeah, we won. And it's yeah, like, now I've seen people say, yeah. like, I'm actually excited to see it now. It's like, what's this the like, it, somebody, it was, somebody right man, now is just it was. like executives are just hand dropping each other and like we did, boys. <laughs> yeah. Also in the chat, technically you're a millennial if you were born between 1982 and 1999. Yep. So literally most everybody up in his piece right now is probably a millennial. Shout outs. All right. With that being said, guys, let's get into. Uh, I have the first question over here on my phone. How did you feel about this last episode? What did you think about the negative comments towards it? Was it too dark? Enough people didn't die. It wasn't what we expected. Arya is a Mary Sue. She's a, if you say it, my last thing literally says calling Arya Mary Sue. You're stupid and you're stupid for saying it. We're kidding about, about that, by the way. We don't Marquetta, you haven't Sue. talked in like 15 minutes. What up, G? I have not talked because I had nothing to contribute to Sonic. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have never even seen or played the game. She was actually like, afterwards, she was like, isn't Sonic a hedgehog? Why hey. is he covered in hair and not quills? Hey, Marquetta, Marquetta, you can't, you, you're officially a gamer now. She beat a boss on the first try yesterday. A fucking Zelda. Whoop, whoop. First try. But getting back to topic, um, <laughs> there was a, a comment from Tombot in the chat throwing shade uh, saying that the lightning in our lighting in our studio is better than the Game of Thrones episode 3. <laughs> <laughs> so, Thank you. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Um, I mean, yeah, it, there was light. I can see it was pretty dark. I agree with that. I do think that there was a reason why that was the case. The long um, I mean, you know, I was like squinting my eyes the entire episode and I was just like at the edge of my seat and just clenched. Because of like how, um, how, how little I was able to see. So a lot of that I had to kind of like um, compensate with my own imagination. 
And I think that's really great that they went ahead and did that because no other show would stimulate your imagination like that. It was almost like reading the book. Like it was that dark. <laughs> and sometimes I was just like, okay, I have to make it up. Now uh, mm -hmm. that's happening probably in my yeah. head only. <laughs> but um, I, I know that I understand why people didn't like it. I personally really liked it. Um, to, uh, what, are, what are the other complaints? Um, so one, I wanted to say something about the darkness. Yeah, uh, I wanted okay. to add something to I that. also wanted to add. I, I think that the darkness was literally... All right, one, if, we, if we're looking at the scenes that were literally too dark to see, there were only a handful of them. And I mean, like, you know, it's a great meme, but you could really see most of the episode. They even used the fire to light things, like, on mm -hmm. purpose, right? These were all choices that they made on purpose. And I think it was to just kind of put you on the edge of your seat. If you can't see what's happening, like, I was straining to see. But they had the, like, they had the voices really turned up. You could hear Tormund's grunt. There's that one scene right before everybody retreats where all the main characters are out on the battlefield. And it's really dark and they're being overrun. And you can tell that that's Grey Worm because he's got the spear. Like, you can see his silhouette. You can see that. He's, like, stabbed. You can hear Tormund grunting. You can see somebody jump on. Jamie you can hear Brienne's scream and she does just scream over and over again in that episode to let you know oh shit that's Brienne yeah. so like they were using these other like sonic cues and these other kind of like contrasty sonic. like visual <laughs> poses to show you what was happening without quite all the way showing you because I think they yeah. wanted you to be anxious on the edge of your seat I do think that maybe they could have brightened it up a bit 100% not brightened up to 100% but they could have brightened it up a bit but I, they did it for a reason and they also you still got those storytelling elements in there and I think that it was very immersive that, that they did it like that. What you got, Mickey? Um, I agree with pretty much everything you guys said. Um, the thing is, though, is like if they did it like to obviously they did it for the reason, like it's a metaphor for the thing. It wasn't too the, bad for the darkness is a metaphor for darkness. But I'm saying like it wasn't too bad for us in the studio, but we benefit from having a really nice TV like it. it our TV handles like the blacks like really, really well. So we were able to get some contrast in in there but not everybody has a nice tv like we do like if we were still watching that on my like the old tv yeah. it would have been horrible me I mean, and marquette's so, already watched last night on our like fucking 26 inch tv and we were like you can still kind of see what's going on but we yeah. have to have the lights turned out and all that you know yeah yeah so people had their methods of watching it um i think on a technical level yeah maybe they could have brightened it up a little bit because like whatever you're trying to represent is going to be lost on your audience if they're just like what the fuck yeah, is that? yeah. i you know I, so well, just one, one last thing. Um, but other than that, like, I agree with Marquetta, like, uh, w w the scene where you saw the Dothraki wave and, like, when they crashed oh into when they crashed into the army and oh you saw God. the ripples going through the yeah. torches. Like, you, you're right about the imagination thing. Like, you can imagine the fucking massacre that's taking place down there. And I think those are two separate things, though. I think the Dothraki scene was very well done, obviously using the darkness as a story element there. But I... I think it was intentional as like to get us grounded in the scene, but I don't think Miguel Sapochnik and the cinematographer intended it for it to be this dark, especially with all the stuff that went into making and shooting yeah. this yeah. 55 nights. Like I'm That's, pretty sure a lot of people were disappointed that it was, I'm sure they're going to like for the <clears throat> Blu-ray release, they're going to go in and like brighten it up, super brighten it up. Cause we threw a filter on that. I was like, Mickey, throw a brightness filter on this bitch and put it at 50 and put the contrast <laughs> yeah. up at 35 and yes. even still it was dark as even well. in the comments they were like how is your tv this good it's like no we had to fuck like, with nah, it nah. <laughs> so but my it, question is like how much information do you think was lost like percentage wise I, over the whole entire I, episode i don't think a lot I, of information was lost much maybe, maybe the special effects were easier to do but i will say there were there were more than a good amount of scenes i think that were hard like the dragon fight what the fuck was going yeah, on? Yeah, I was a little... Well, I, that could have been a little bit better. But the reason... I, 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 I kind of uh, with, with the dragon fight, I think one of the reasons why that was hard is because, like, it's really tough to stale uh, Viserion and Rhaegal uh, apart because, like, even though one's white, the other one's, like, kind of a light color. Yeah. You know Drogon because he's big as shit. Yeah. But, like, the other two... Like They're kind of hard to tell apart. So when they were fighting each other, I was like, I don't know who's getting fucked up, but someone's getting fucked up. <laughs> I would like to just say again, it was very immersive. Even the chaos and the fact that you couldn't really see what was going on. But, it's the but same we way. Literally no, no, couldn't no. See so let me finish. The same way, like Daenerys, she was like she didn't know where she was, and then she just got like attacked from like from like the bottom. Yeah. Up. Like she she didn't she had no way of seeing it coming, and that's what mm. we were kind of like put into that same position because mm -hmm. like it was so chaotically like I, I, I talking about together when, when the dothraki were were and like you see the giant no no no, no, no. The, i'm talking the about the, the, oh, the i'm talking okay. about viserion coming with the blue flame and just yeah. like roasting daenerys yeah, yeah. 
I think there's ways to still do that with knowing where everything at is at in relation to the screen yeah. and the, the spacing. There. Honestly, like the fact that we didn't know if Dragon uh, is alive or not kept us even further on the edge of our seat because we Regal? just like we Regal, just Regal. Regal. I'm sorry because we didn't know. We just like yeah, because you see him crash know. land and then that you saw you saw him crash land and that was like the last thing. Yeah, you yeah. Saw. But again, those are two different things. Like yeah, we saw that, but we. I'm talking about visible sight of the whole episode. Yeah, it, it, I think it could have been a touch brighter, but I, I think for the most, it was fine for us. I can't speak for anybody else, but um, fuck, I lost my train of thought. Go, but come back to me. So, um, someone in the comments, uh, Ricky Ricardo said that dragon fights are supposed to be chaotic. Yes, and he's absolutely right because one watching it again the second time when they, the camera pulls back and you just see two dragons scuffling in the air, mm -hmm. it's. It's fucking wild to see, but like, and at least in that scene, you know that it's uh, Rhaegal versus Viserion, but you still can't tell who's winning. And then eventually someone gets bit and you're freaking out, but then you see the Night King's dragon later on has, the Night King's dragon has half of his face missing and he's also got fucking, he got his throat yeah, bit and he's yeah. got fire pouring out, which is yeah. like, once again, that's their way of telling you, hey, you know that fight that you couldn't quite see up in the sky where shit was going down? It this was what Viserion. It like. yeah. And yeah. still fucking tight. Um, I think one of the things that this episode suffered from not like obviously the whole lore of the show has been leading up to this but i think when it comes to season eight in general one of the biggest things that was hyped about and constantly talked about was this battle it took this many nights to film it's got this in it it's maybe bigger, it was overhyped it's bigger than helm's deep and it, it like i think it, it, it's it's walking that fine line of how much to hype it and then like obviously once the audience takes it over did they hype it up for themselves yeah. so i think that was True. also a big contributor is that like it, it was a little not overhyped but i think you know, it's it's hard to deliver when something is this hyped up. Yeah, and in hindsight too, people were going to watch this regardless. Like they really didn't have to super sell it. You know what I mean? Like especially they're preaching to the choir. I think maybe they should have just stayed away from making any comparison to like this is going to be bigger than Helm's Deep. It's like yeah. oh, I, but I, and I know <laughs> and that I know that be, Lord of the Rings sits hard in a lot of people. It can be feelings. argued whether it was or wasn't, but I think just stay away from making comparisons because yeah. like yeah. people are very passionate I mean, about I think, their. But like George R. R. Martin's work is kind of of an homage it to is inspirations from uh, Tolkien because even before like the episode before when Podrick is singing it's just like uh, when Pippin, Pippin or whoever the fuck was singing before the right. it's Charlie yeah no that's not Charlie. That Charlie which one's nah. Charlie Charlie is uh, Mary I think oh, okay. right but, but I'm just saying nothing good comes out when you just like put two things you know like yeah. I wish it was Charlie so he could have sang <laughs> you all everybody <laughs> we wrote one song <laughs> but there was also you know the fact that Arya took out the Night King is also like Eowyn from, like taking out the the wraith yeah literally and, that's, and then she was like you know like uh i when he was like you know no man can kill me she's like i am no man like look george r, r. martin loves fucking Tolkien. his whole entire series is a love letter to, to the war of the roses from medieval times and Tolkien. that's his whole entire impetus for it and it's tight it's awesome but you also got to recognize this shit i think that i think that when people land a big thing they become this auteur and when someone's an auteur people think that they can't make any mistakes or they can't see through it so you know, shit like that, like with um, Kubrick, people would be like, Kubrick did this on purpose. Or this was this this was because of this. And it's like, no, dude, like he, he's still a, fall, a fallible human being, even though he's a great artist. You know what I mean? And George R. R. Martin is a great artist. But like, yeah, he's taking if you knew if you plotted what George R. R. Martin had done, if you plotted how he'd been like, yo, Arya is my favorite character. You could have interpreted this. You could have seen this coming. And so I really want to talk about like expectations and how like Game of Thrones always blows past your expectations. Yeah. But I think the further and, and we were talking about this last season, the more the story goes on, the less expectations they can blow past unless they're just willing to throw all story writing elements out of the window. Yeah. You know? Yeah, True. it's 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 tough because like we're at the end of the show. So like there isn't really much room for like, I don't know whether George, I, I don't know what the ending is going to be, but this was, I guess, kind of a happy ending, even though like, I mean, the loss is definitely there. We lost a lot of fucking people and a yeah. lot of resources, I, but like it, it, there isn't much show left to like what you're saying. Like there, we can't really do classic Game of Thrones anymore. We don't really yeah. have time for that anymore. Dylan Thomas says hello from Wales, the land of dragons. Hey. Shout out to Wales. Thank I thought you. it would be the land of Wales. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 who would have thought? So the only real, like I, I really enjoyed this episode. I, I think like the dumb complaints are people saying that like it's already over. Yeah, I kind of felt that, but this whole battle between winter was either going to end it was going to finish the, when it started. Like, the conflict, once it started, either everyone was going to die or they were going to win. Yeah. So, like, I don't see anyone retreating, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I'm fine with that. The only 
complaints I have are the darkness thing. And they're like some things you can like nitpick here and there. Like, why the fuck are the trebuchets in front of the infantry? Or like, you know, certain random things like that. I, I but like, and like, why weren't they in the castle? But yeah. I don't think the Winterfell set or the castle was big enough to yeah. hold uh, all the troops anyway. I know like, one thing you, I you noticed. Can, you can uh, logically give workaround reasons to all the complaints yeah. in this, besides the dark. Well, I, I think the darkness <laughs> is an HBO streaming issue. One thing I noticed sure. uh, when I was editing, one thing you also had a complaint with, or I don't know if it was a complaint, but one thing I noticed, you, you like when they were inside following Arya, you were like, why the, how the fuck is it so quiet? Like, <laughs> like, like I get, they could have added some ambience of the battle outside. Yeah, I mean, it was I, like, I like dead the, side. how they like, they wanted to switch the genre of the episode yeah. for a little bit, so I, I understood. That. Yeah. And I mean, they were also. <laughs> How is that so quiet? It was literally quiet to show you that Arya can be this quiet. Yes. And in fact, yes. when they show like the drop of blood hit the floor, it's to be like this drop of blood is louder than Arya walking around, and the fucking zombies yeah. know about it. Yeah, that's all setting you up for when she runs past then, the white general at the end. Also, what would you guys like, think? Because I also didn't like. I mean, I'll be honest, like. It seems so hopeless. Like the Dothraki got swallowed, and like the Unsullied were getting streamed, and then like we saw like almost all of our main characters just get like poof, like stampeded against like, the fall, wall, like yeah. fall and get trampled on, and then like the next shot they were like fine. It's like some See, it, like the whites would like stab the red shirts, but like our main character is like at the end when John was going through Winterfell before and he was Arya like stabbed, looking at everybody, and fighting. he was looking at everyone. That was. Cool, but it was also like this is not realistic because Brienne. Yeah. It's literally just Brienne, Jamie, and Pod against the wall against like hundreds of whites. Especially That's for like, Sam, at least too. Sam, Sam is more, on the ground, like like yeah. just yeah. like yeah, flailing yeah. around. Um, that was more realistic than three people being backed up against by like a hundred whites. But it would so. be realistic if if he died. So the only thing I want to say about like the lost thing, like main characters died. We lost people, but main main characters are still alive. And I get yeah. we lost the Dothraki army. We lost the Unsullied army. Essentially. These are the two things that that Daenerys has built to take on Westeros. Yeah, and yeah. we've lost that now. And now I'm very. And now we have one and a half. And dragons. who knows how many Winterfell men we lost? Too. Yeah, and we yeah. lost so or much. Now, now I'm genuinely afraid that Cersei might take this. But I think like that loss didn't register with us because everybody was just expecting to see like a main main die and since that didn't happen unfortunately i don't think the loss registered with people but it's definitely there we lost a lot like um i feel like the fact that jamie and uh, brianne were pinned against the wall for like an hour um <laughs> just yeah. it just like shows how great fighters they are and their endurance what I don't. What Plus, I they're all fighting one shot kills because they, they both have yes, Larian steel. Like yes. they're back and forth that they showed. That was cool. Like the yeah. in yeah. the beginning, that was yeah. really cool. Um, but I do feel like, for example, Sam. There's no way he would have survived that. No. Yeah. Like literally, no way. Um, and really, uh, Jamie too. Like he's fighting with this. I don't know why. I just find that Jamie has sword. Mark is still talking. But <laughs> sorry, but it, I'm not trying to say that. Um, uh, I agree with the the complaints because we still had like I feel like the fact that Jorah Mormon died was a major death or um Theon, um, Theon yeah those are both day Theon ones Theon dying is also pretty significant like they I mean they were our beloved characters from like day one they they were there the entire season it's not like they were side characters Beric Dondarrion died I know he wasn't there from the beginning but he was also a very significant technically um, his character was there from yeah. season one yeah wasn't the same dude, but yeah. Um, so uh, I feel like there was a decent amount of deaths, and I understand that people might be upset that... I feel like the only thing I am upset about is that... And that's just an upset end quote, is that Sam survived, because that I think that's the only unrealistic yeah. thing there. So honestly, I, I found it more real that he was on the ground, like, barely surviving than Jamie, Pot, and Brienne, like, yeah. fighting back, like, literal horde of walkers <laughs> that we've seen stampede through them already. I think if we had one, like, major, major death in the courtyard and one major, major death in the crypt, it would have sold the loss a little, more, a little yeah. bit more. True. Like, not, not even Tyrion, like, maybe Varys. Like, Varys goes out, like, protecting somebody. Sam goes out protecting somebody. I think those two would have been significant enough yeah. that to, to, to sell the loss more because like the losses it's just like we lost armies but those are just general people that we don't have any like feelings towards so I, I think I think a couple more significant debts would have sold the overall well, loss more one, one more thing that I kind of thought up, upon second watch I thought was odd was that the Grey Warren kind of uh, you know fell back mm -hmm. and I know that all the generals have to fall back to continue giving directions but he didn't really give any directions besides like raise the, you yeah. know, like let it let it on fire and raise it up. Mm -hmm. 
uh, uh, he just like left his army behind. I feel like that is not very unsolid way. No, no, I mean he left it. He left them behind because that was like the last order. Uh, yeah, and yeah. also for the unsullied, they are little. I mean, they, they I, get their I nipples just, cut off in the beginning. I know, remember? I know, and that's why I'm saying Grey Worm is also an unsullied. He should have been there with them. Nah, but he's got a more. He's, he's got more of an important yeah. role. No significant deaths in the crypts. Also, was kind of yeah. like. I think the thing with the deaths is. Um, I was okay with all the deaths we got. I I still feel like someone significant should have died in the crypts and someone else more significant than like Jorah and Theon, like, you know, like Jamie, Brienne level might have should have died. Yeah, yeah. Even, and I think yeah. there should have been like, cause this is game of Thrones. Like there should have been a few like unceremonious deaths. Like how, when you would just stumble upon like the battle of Hogwarts had more, uh, yeah. Casualties than than this battle. Like yeah, you stumble upon Lupin and Tonks yeah. are dead. Just, yep. Fred Weasley is yep. dead, and it's like that should have just happened. Because you even made a comment early in the episode, like the deaths we aren't going to see. Yeah, reasonably, you're to assume like shit. Pod's dead. Like his. Like whole someone was dead. just going to be like, like, like everyone yeah. was going to be there and be like, shit. Who's not here? And they needed to like, be more fuck. unceremonious. What if deaths? there was like a scene where like a white attacks like another character and it's somebody that we yeah. didn't even see die and then yeah. there's like white now. But I wanted to say mm-hmm. something about the unceremonious death. I agreed that like we could have gotten some more of that, but I thought that Barrick and Jorah, even though they went out heroically, I thought their final moments were pretty unceremonious because like yes. you could see them both like. <laughs> Jared died doing what he wanted. No, no, like, I'm not saying the way he died. I'm saying like at the in his final moments, you see both Barrick mm, and Jorah like mm. struggle to get out a final word, and that was just so yeah. sad to me because he was really he sad. was just like, uh, uh, and then it's just like so in that way it was it was unceremonious in that mm. way, but, um, but I agree, everybody got like you know a moment. And, and I hate to like keep complaining. Like I love this episode. Like we're just airing like our negatives. I, I don't hate. Oh the yeah, episode. we loved it. We I was just like this episode. Still would give it an A plus yeah. any day of the week. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what I was gonna say is this. Um, yeah, still would give it an A plus any day of the week. That doesn't mean that some things couldn't have been done better. But we also have the hindsight of sitting here Monday morning, fucking quarterbacking it. All right. Yeah. Like we, and we don't n- know what the rest of the show. Yeah. Holds. We didn't have any skin in the game. We weren't there when they were writing it. We weren't there when decisions were being made. I do think a lot of this is about expectations and subverting said expectations. Our expectations was to get a lot of people that are going to die. There are three more episodes left. If the season ends without any more main characters dying, then sure, Game of Thrones has not lived up to what I thought it was going to be in the ending. I mean, uh, this isn't even advocating for main characters to die. I'm just saying that that's what they've built their legacy on. I expect some big surprise main character deaths in the next three episodes. Without that, I'm going to think that maybe it's a little and, bit uh, And I think that's going to sting more and I do, Cersei, yeah, and I think that Cersei that's, is the one to do it. Yeah, so, and I think that that's going to be subverting expectations. So mm-hmm. are you saying your expectation were subverted because nobody major died? Yes. Yeah, I am. <laughs> so they I mean, succeeded. It is, but that's what I'm saying. And so one of the next questions I had was um, because that's the excuse they used last season when no one major died. Yeah, but so what I was going to say, this question is a little bit down, but it's about subverting expectations in today's media. Like, why do people get so upset when a creator of something do, goes in a different direction than they expected? Last Jedi, Endgame, Battle of Winterfell. Why are people so butthurt when they're like, this didn't match up to my fan theory? Like, your fan theory isn't is beholden theory, to what yeah. people that are actually creating this shit do. And, like, <laughs> you have to, and especially you have to, like, let it finish it's, out before you can be tough, like. because we're living in a different society. Society now like you want people to theorize about your shit but at the same time mm-hmm. that means like 99.9% of the time someone is going to get it right yeah. so like yeah. do you either want to be surprised and have it come out of left field and not make any sense or do you want it to be within the scope of your yeah. I think people are mad because they thought that Arya killing Night King had nothing to do with the prophecy and all but if they really examined it they would see that it, that it does, it does yeah. Yeah. and so like I think people are just mad because they no. think they think it subverted expectations in a way that didn't align with the mythology of the show. Yeah. But it actually it did. Yeah. But it see, did. here's the thing: the mythology. And it's harder the, to do that. It's hard the, to do that now because people are always like like us. See, yeah. see the, myth- <laughs> the mythology of the show is like you, you just reverse the script. The mythology of the show is that main characters die, heroes die unceremoniously. Don't be a hero. You could you know blah blah blah. But if things can go wrong for the good guys, things can equally go wrong for the bad guys. Yeah. So yes. like. Like, you know, like, yes. so just flip the script in that way. So I wanted to and say it's about the same thing. This real quick about prophecies. Prophecies are bullshit. Putting a prophecy. <laughs> <laughs> Podcast putting, over. Putting a prophecy. 
Putting a prophecy into a show or movie would just tell people what is going to happen. That's why most of them have to change or be super ambiguous. This uh, this way, it can be viewed from multiple different angles. It's like a mystery TV show or a movie where people have all the parts to solve the mystery, but they don't know how to put them together. This is when the twist is given, and that's how it has to be. Otherwise, you're just like, the prophecy said this. That's the motherfucker that's going to do it. And then, then, then where are we worried about? The prophecy mm-hmm. said he was going to do it, so now he's the one to do it. Mm-hmm. So, um, if I may... About Arya, um, I read a very interesting, um, um, you know, point of view um, yesterday when I was like uh, getting ready for this podcast. Um, so Arya in season one, she's a wolf. She's part of the pack, part of her family, and we can see that in that environment, she, I mean, she strives. She's happy. She loves her family, but at the same time. Uh, a certain position is inflicted upon her that she doesn't want to be in. Like she doesn't want to be the lady. She doesn't want to fulfill all the expectations that are expected of her. Instead, she wants to be something else. And then once she has to leave um, and ends up in Bravos, she kind of, she has to, instead of like being a wolf, she takes on the kind of the cat identity of like being an individual and being independent. And they even call her the cat of the canal. Um, I feel like there's like a lot of foreshadowing that goes into it and into like her and her development and her identity um, and how she like relays herself with the world. And then she comes back around. She's even trying to become a no one. But then she comes back around. She she realizes who she is. She realizes what she wants to do with her life, goes back. Um, The fact that uh, Jacking the Heart didn't stop her makes me believe that he knew her like purpose. And it was like kind of like all part of the plan. And um, in the end, I mean, the cat was the one that killed the Night King with the cat's paw. Yeah. The cat's mm-hmm. paw ended up in cat. the cat's paw. And I feel like all throughout the show, Arya has been sneaking in and out. Mm-hmm. Like she yes. snuck out of the execution from yep. Ed Stark. Mm-hmm. She was face to face with so many villains. Tywin, Littlefinger, yep. they didn't recognize her. In and out of the Red Wedding. You know, it's been... It's been built up, and if you don't see that, then you're just refusing to see it. Yes. Now, you might yes. have issues with how Arya was developed, like I do. Like, I didn't particularly like her whole Bravos segue, yeah, so, was, like, that could have been better. But. Repetitive. but even in the books, like, it's, it's uh, that's, a, like, in the show, they obviously have to move a little quicker. But in in the books, like, they go into, very, like, w- back when she was uh, practicing with Serial Pharrell, um she was like, you know, he would have her go around King's Landing chasing cats. Yep. Like she, it, like it's very detailed in the books, uh, a lot more than the show of of her capabilities and how quiet she can be. Arya, that's she how Littlefinger says Arya. I guess John is the true king because <laughs> if if Arya is Azora High, meaning she's the prince or princess that was promised, that I, I mean is. I guess I, mean, I don't know, man. Does that mean oh. that she's she's the true royal? In Valyrian, are bullshit. In Valyrian. Prince or prince, like there's no gender, there's yeah. no grammatical gender. I so, so I just said, oh, I'm sorry. Um, was a pain teen. So, um, <laughs> what else was I gonna say is uh, apparently John, like if you rewatch the scene, it could be interpreted that like I don't, I'm not gonna say this is canon because I didn't hear him say go, but it could be interpreted that when John was staring down Viserion, he only turned and screamed at him so Arya could sneak into the Godswood because. If you look closely, Viserion was protecting the entrance to the Godswood. Oh, like he was like shit. not he was not letting John in. And so John like saw Arya maybe and was just like, ah, I screamed at him. Enough of a chance for Arya to get past Viserion. That's interesting. Then, uh, we were uh, watching him. We we're like, John, why are you screaming at this dragon, yeah. dog? What the yeah. fuck do you think that that's gonna do? He's fucking <laughs> straight Skyrim. Yeah. <laughs> oh, people had dragon shout. People had a problem with that part too. They were like, oh, so this dragon can melt the wall, but he can't get to John behind this wall. But I have a thing for that. He's so injured that yeah. like flames are shooting out from his. He neck. doesn't have the full pressure. Yeah, it's probably not the full power, but still, it was you know, it's hot like hot fire. But then again, you know, John's like half Targaryen. So maybe, 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 maybe. <laughs> he can the cold mild, and the hot. Mild flame <laughs> resistance. Hot cold. Yeah. He's also uh, semi-dead. I wish Ghost... John is Todoroki. I wish we saw Ghost take down a few whites before he disappeared. I'm that glad he's not made dead. made me mad. I wish Nymeria came with her wolf pack. I wish Bran controlled somebody. I wish Bran did something. Dude, if Bran... What the fuck was 
we do? If Bran came back as Nymeria in the pack, that would have been so awesome. That would have been so awesome. I get that that was the strap. Yeah, Ghost in Nymeria, that would have been so sweet. I get that Bran was waiting there for the trap, but bro, he could have he could have been in a, a bird pecking. He could have like he could have done, done something. I loved all he the comments. Done. They were like, he wore, he wore the way to go watch Endgame. <laughs> he worked into a he worked into the rat. Yep, but like he could have. Uh, for yeah. the for the thing I knew certainly about this. But to say. yeah, I w- it was cool because we did see him say he was like, I'm going to go now. And then like we see him in a bunch of crows and we're like, Okay, okay. I, I have to say Go that. on, go I, on, what are you gonna do? Oh, you're not doing it. Okay, all right, okay. I well, saved <laughs> I saved Ant Man. <laughs> I I am <laughs> Damn it, Bran. One hundred percent a character's never made me so frustrated. Like I felt like Tyrion in that moment where Tyrion's down in the crypts and he's like, if I was up there I could be doing something. I'm like, Bran, you fucking tree. What are you doing? Uh, I mean, he's a goddamn house plant on wheels. Like he, God. he literally but, but, made like a tree is. and did nothing. I mean, he is though. I know, but like he's such a tree boy. I just needed him to do something. I was freaking out, man. I was like, dog. So, what do you guys think the better Winterfell means for the future of the show, like in universe? Uh, can I say something? I I don't know how to deal with this right now because Cersei's the major. Win. Like, all the things that are coming right now is essentially why we fell in love in Game of Thrones. All the politics, all the intrigues, all the drama. We love it. The wanton murder. But at the same time, there was this, like, impending just Mm -hmm. end of everything in the background that was just kind of kept everything going. And now that thing is gone. And we've seen how much it took to make it disappear. And now everything else is just such non-issue. It's just so... It all seems petty and pathetic, inconsequential. It's just the fucking petty drama, and that's how we. And it's just like, really, are we doing this again now? How am I supposed to even feel anything watching this after such, like, we survived? Like, and now we have to go back to the petty bullshit. I, yeah. I, I don't know what to do. Uh, that that is what's interesting about the show because, like, the whole time we've we've seen all this and and we, but like we had that air of like this isn't important. This is not what's important. This yeah. is not what's important. And we always thought the main storyline was winter is coming, and now it's like, oh wait, I guess this is important because somebody needs to take that throne. I have out. a theory <laughs> about that. I mean, yeah. I don't know how George is going to do it in the books, but I have a feeling in the books. Cersei's going to be taken out first and then the Night King conflict will happen in the books because I feel like the showrunners made a gamble that, you know, a lot of mainstream people started watching Game of Thrones, not a song of ice and fire. They want us. They want to see the Game of Thrones. Mm. So they probably thought this is what people wanted more. Mm. They probably thought people would be like, oh, I'm glad it's going back to the conspiracies and the drama and the backstabbing, which I'm kind of glad to. But, you know, this should have been like. The real end game. Uh, yeah, and but I, I, I'm still okay. I'm still okay with it yeah. being done. But yeah. I said this to Serge, I think, uh, not on Monday, it was on Tuesday, that um, when you want to talk about writing like great villains, it's hard to make the Night King a great villain because he's just a force of nature. He he's, like, he's like being shitty at a tsunami or a tornado, you know what I mean? Like, he's just a force <laughs> of nature that just comes and wipes over shit. But with Cersei, you right. can like her a bit, and you can hate her a bit, and she she talks. So, mm. like, she, you know her motivations. You know how she got to this point. She has so much development and backstory that it's easy for her to be the main villain instead of making the Night King the main villain. So I think that the show had one of two ways it could have went, which would have been Night King wipes out fucking Winterfell and then just slowly rolls over the continent until people in Marine can hear motherfuckers screaming over in Westeros. Could have been that. Or it could have been the Night King rolls up. There's a huge fight. He gets defeated. And then we're on to the next and final battle, which is Cersei. It was going to go one of those two ways. I think if they were trying to tell a story of global warming, they should have just wiped out everybody and been like, you see, you dumb bitches, this is what could happen. But instead, they actually have to go this way where it makes sense to give the actress who's got the acting chops and the talking and the monologues and mm-hmm. the fucking terrorist explosions makes sense to make her the main villain and makes sense to make her the next biggest fight, even though she would have got rolled on. But now, like, she's powered up. I know Night King is not a book character, but same thing. They take Cersei out first, and then they deal with the White Walkers afterwards, okay? And I'm sure there is a Night King-style character. What do you think is going to happen in the books? Like, they're just going to fight the army, and there's not one lead? Like, that, either there is a leader, or they fight the army, and they lose, because, I mean, this is just just a force of nature, yeah. yeah. There has to be some Night King type of figure in the book still, right? I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Writes it as literally like a force of nature. Like, this shit just comes, and it wipes, and, like, you can't... I mean, he's uh, he's already confirmed the book is going to get a w- different ending, so, yeah. like... Yeah. I mean, I'm I still think Cersei could be taken out, and then they deal with the White Walkers. If there's no Night King, they could still go deal with the White Walkers after the... 
throne. Well, stuff. there there's so there's so much more. I, I would say there's even more magic in the books that I think it's like open ended to like go a plethora of different yeah. ways. Yeah. I think it's stuff that if they did in the show, it'd have been like okay. It's like, interesting yeah, uh, yeah. how you know the penultimate episode, episode number nine, is usually the big crazy one. I kind of see this episode as being episode number nine, mm-hmm. but and now I'm interested in what kind of happens afterwards. And then I can't recall which season, but there were some seasons where the episode number nine was big, and then fucking ten was also big. You're like fucking hold the phone. I didn't know that those were possible. So now I like looking at the whole season as like the final, you know, episode. Yeah. And yeah, this was like the client. This was like the episode nine of the whole season. But do you think someone mentioned this earlier in the chat? Do you think episode two is diluted now because so much of episode two was like? We're about to not see these people ever again after the tonight. Yeah. Like, do you think that that dampens the effect? Uh, the I don't know. The emotionality of it was good. I, I I think about it in the moment, but then like in hindsight, yeah. I mean, now maybe that time does kind of feel like it could have been used for something different. Also, I want to shout out to Ryan of New York who said, "Ryan of New York said two seasons ago we found out Bran has powers to affect the past, and only part he ever used it for was to explain Hodor." Which is weird. You are right. Bran can go back into the past and warg into people up through their future selves. I, I mean, I don't but know. But it was also, I mean, he, 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 when, when that happened, he realized how much damage it can cause. I mean, yeah. that is the major reason why he's not doing it now. Sansa becoming the next... Uh, Shout-outs to JB, JB. for the uh, final. Thank you. Uh, Sansa becoming the next Cersei would be interesting because I totally can't even begin to imagine it. No. So it would I don't think she f- would be evil. Uh, but, uh, I mean, I, Sean, I, Sean. I can see Sansa on the throne because I mean, she's got the most well-rounded knowledge of all the Seven Kingdoms. Where, uh, I mean, not all of them, but she's the most traveled and she's I've been I think saying she's got I've the, been saying Sansa for the throne because she's been studying from all the greatest leaders yeah. her hair she's been doing her hair differently for each one she's been under it's just like foreshadowing like Arya so like Khaleesi people, are gonna be pissed. Like, people yeah. will be so pissed when it yeah. happens Ooh, Khaleesi Mary just Mary. feels like another one in her way she's like I'm just about to learn from you and yeah. like fucking move on yeah. we don't have to do this we right now, see. Are, are we gonna do predictions uh yeah we are getting around to that um I just want to say that uh Sansa like trauma breeds you know psychopaths and she has endured a lot of trauma so i can definitely see sansa becoming cersei in time like not at her age right now but maybe if she does become the queen and is and i don't know 50 or something yeah maybe she'll become uh, the queen of mary i wouldn't be surprised if she just like went something switched (laughs) you know what i mean chris can you explain the cue uh, guys, yep, we're actually getting at that uh, 45 minute mark. So I was going to explain the queue. The queue, you need to go into our Discord. Uh, mods, please post the link to Discord. Everybody else, keep an eye out for that link. Go all the way down and you will see the queue. It is in the voice chat segment. If you hop into the queue and you've got a microphone that's working, I am going to come in there and click on you and pull you down into the podcast and then we're going to chitty chat. That is the plan. I'm about to get set up for that while I ask this last question to these guys. Guys, Jorah Mormont was a fuckboy and he deserved to die. What do you think about that? What? I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, the question is, uh, like, which death actually had the biggest impact on you? Also, can we talk about Lady Mormont? Because, and the fact that Lady Mormont, was a, uh, oh. she, she she killed a giant, so technically her, she, she could be called, she could be called Giant's Bane, and also <laughs> Tormund fucked the bear, and Lady Mormont's mom would have been a bear warrior, so maybe Tormund Fuck their mom. I don't think that that's the case, but like you could, if you really want to. But yeah, talk about that while I get this uh, Discord going. Leanna Mormont is interesting because she was supposed to be a one scene character and she just knocked it out of the fucking park. And I think that's cool that, I mean, that's that's got to bring up a lot of issues because here you have an actor coming in and you have this script written out, but they just did so good that you're like, okay, we got to keep this person around. So I think it's cool when shows do that, when they recognize, you know, talent and give them their place in the show. But then it also kind of throws things off because they weren't really supposed to be there. But I think with Liana, it worked be able out. To pivot. Yeah, you got to be able to pivot. I think Liana, it was cool. I, th- I think it was cool that they gave her that moment because like she is, she's badass. We love Liana. Everybody loves Liana, but she's also a kid and she died fucking brutally, but she held it down like a G. So I think that, that it, it was well done. Liana got her moment. And the Mormonts, like this whole time, you know, throughout the show, there's been Mormonts are, like you said, Chris, they are nothing to be fucked with. Like even in the Battle of the Bastards, when they got into Winterfell, one like they only had, what, 2,500 men in the Battle of the Bastards? And to the end, in Winterfell, there was a bear shield. So these motherfuckers are fighters. And, and it was house fucking Mormont, dude. They're fucking badass. Don't play around. What do you think about little Leanna, the little bear that stabbed the giant in the fucking eye and got her bones leg crushed? It was really sad. Um, I uh, I mean, the moment 
she uh the moment the giant walked through the door and she was just like mannequin with her little tiny squeaky voice <laughs> it was it like, was just so precious and then he like smashed her head and i'm like oh well uh, is that is that it i really she thought it was it big x she's like <laughs> yeah i thought she was dead right there <laughs> i know me too and uh, then when she got this big moment i was so happy yeah. And I like I knew she was gonna die, but the way they did it was great for me. Well, with that, just real quick, uh, shout, out, shout out to Fred Carmichael with the donation. Thank you so much. Oh. He says Jorah was my favorite character, and now I'm sad as fuck. Yeah, we are about Same. to pull in our first caller, <gasps> Christina, 27. I hope you're ready. Christina, Liana Mormont is a Mary Sue, and the whole moment made me cringe. <laughs> oh my! Mike, check one two. <laughs> <laughs> Muted. Christina, 27, you are on with the normies. Uh, you're going to get put into you snooze, you lose. Oh, I can hear you. Mic check. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hey, can you hear us? Oh, my God, yes. Hey. Hey, everything's working. What up? Uh, hey, sorry, I have to whisper because it's nighttime here in my whole family. Are you Christina like, Tatina? Okay. No. Yes. Yes, she is. Oh, oh my God. Christina what up? Well, hello. You are famous around these parts. <laughs> so, keeping the whispering up, is there anything you want to say about this episode of Game of Thrones? Um, I don't know. I just wanted to know, like, what do you think Danny will do by the end of the series? Oh, I think, I honestly think it's Danny's, I think Danny's going to die. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I don't think she's going to make it to the end. What do you think? I don't know why, but I don't think. What was the question? What do we think is going to happen with Danny? Yeah. What do you think she's going to do by the end of the series? I think Danny's going to get. Uh, here's my hopeful. She'll get well rounded out. She'll get surprised pregnant by John, even though she thinks her womb is a bat cave because of what happened. And then they will reign happily ever after on the throne after literally everyone else around them has been murdered dead. And then their kid will be the song of ice and fire yeah yes and uh just real quick before we move on kaz ldn shout out to kaz ldn and freddie stripes for the donations Thank thanks so thanks much. guys what about you sir i think danny will hopefully break the wheel and like destroy the throne at the end if not break the wheel does she just gonna like, implement democracy it sucks because like i really thought i really thought danny was gonna like sacrifice herself to beat the night king in the last one like i thought she was gonna go out like heroic sacrifice so I, I don't know now maybe she still kind of will against cersei yeah. perhaps i mean she pretty much know. sacrificed everything she, else everything else that yeah is dear to her is gone dog to the night king she gave it up for john yeah. well Christina, thank you. I'm going to put you up until you snooze, you lose. Uh, enjoy. <laughs> Try not to wake anybody up. We're going to take the next caller. Uh, also, <laughs> I, I do think that Daenerys de definitely deserves the throne. Because, I mean, th the first two armies that are in the front line were the ones she brought. Like, yeah. she has lost yeah. Yeah. the most in this conflict. But Kira, it, it wasn't even her conflict to deal with. Kira, you're down on with us. Kira, you're down on with us, and you are muted. So, you know, say something when you get your microphone. I oh, hey, what how's up? it going? Sorry, I have to whisper as well. Is, is, it, is it also <laughs> nighttime there too? <laughs> We're just keeping everybody like up today. Australia. Oh, we got all the Aussies checking in. What up? So, uh, what do you want to say? You got any questions for us? Or is there anything you want to say about this episode? I'm just wondering. I've read a lot about these theories that Tyrion is eventually going to betray Daenerys. So, I was wondering if you guys thought there was any weight to those theories. I read that too, and I don't think so. I. I mean, he has no loyalty to his own family. I mean, after everything they've done to him, I, and he hates Cersei most of all of the Lannisters, so I don't really think that there is any merit to that theory. I wouldn't have believed it before, but um, after hearing him talk, you know, to Winterfell, and he was like, oh, she has something to fight for now. Like, I don't know, even whether or not there is or is not a baby, I think after seeing Sansa and Tyrion's moment last episode where she was like, we wouldn't, we wouldn't, you know, be compatible together. And, and the only reason she states is your loyalties to the Dragon Queen. Maybe there's a Sansa and Tyrion romance huh? to be rekindled and he'll have to, like, betray Daenerys to do something for Sansa. That'd be pretty surprising. I don't know. That'd be very shocking. But that's the only way I would see it if it happened. Those I don't like That's the only it. way I could see it. I don't like it. Ah, I, man, I don't know. Um, Tyrion, uh, I think we saw him kindle a little bit of feelings towards Danny. When he was a little upset that Danny and John were banging while he was outside of the door, as you do. 
And um, I think that I, I didn't read that as feelings. I read that as more like concern. Oh, shit. Like this yeah. is going to the whole realm's about to be in an uproar. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I don't know, man. I can I Tyrion hates his sister so much that I think for mm-hmm. him to be like, I, I, I'm doing this in favor for her would be such a 180 that I, I yes. couldn't believe that in his character. And you know what I mean? It's not like they've shown him to be such a family man before. Like he's the only person he cares about in his family. You whistling? Did you yeah. hear that? The only person he cares about in his family is his brother, Jamie. Someone was whistling. Yeah, that was fun. Kira, are you whistling down under? Or it was a feet. That's why that's my phone going off. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, sweet. Well, uh, thank you for that. We're going to pull in the next caller. Yeah, nice question. Uh, yeah, good question. Thank you. Cool. Gendry for the throne. No, we haven't talked to this motherfucker. Gendry. John John has uh, right to the throne, but I don't think he wants it. And G- I don't think Gendry should get Dragonstone or whatever the yeah, he has Baratheon. <gasps> Kia, you're on. Uh, you're gonna want to <gasps> unmute hey. yourself. Who's Kia? I don't think we've ever had yeah, Kia in this uh, person. Uh, hello, hello. Oh hi. I can't Ooh, remember. Hi. I can't remember whether or not we have met this person. Oh <laughs> my god. <laughs> wait, wait. What do you want to say, Kia? Oh, uh, I wanted to know how you guys are, first of all. Well, first off, we we're are good. Swell. Guys, thank this you, is thank Kia. You, Kia hooks up these thumbnails. If, if y'all been sleeping on these thumbnails, it's been the motherfucking homie hooking Stream, up. The streams. Yeah. yeah. The oh, overlays. Yeah. Um, so my question was, uh, do you guys think Samuel Tarley is actually George R.R. R. Martin? Yes. And he's going to write everything he's seen. <laughs> you know, I can... <laughs> I could see it because he goes yes. back to the Citadel and documents it. I could see it. Oh, yeah. I thought I was going to say we could see it because he's he's fat. So but does yeah. that mean George was oh, writing okay. about his own fat pink mast when he was describing the sex scene in the books? Yes, yes probably. Listen, as a professional writer <laughs> and a person with a penis, if I was going to write a book, I would describe my a own penis in said mast. book. Yeah, a multiple fat times. Fat pink mast. A fat pink mast. Yeah, yeah. Oh. like like uh, the bullworm from a uh, oh SpongeBob. My God. <laughs> They all last but I, I, I think the major supporting argument for that is that oh, a lot of his books are written from the master's point of view. Mm. And he he's like always adopts the identity of a of a master. I think mm. that the Sam will become a master of one of the um strongholds and yeah. uh, write the book. See, now so. if I'd, I'd have known that I would have if oh man, I should have put Sam somewhere else where he wasn't super fighting, where he was just kind of low key fighting. He could have yeah. done some like, work I mean, there, the there's a lot of uh, uh, foreshadowing for this too. Like he's always been a person about books yeah. and like learning. He's also like, been a, a lot of places in the world too. Yeah, and he he knows oh, he's well, you know, educated, um, writing, reading, all that. He's gone to the Citadel. He knows like what that's all about. So yeah, I could see that. Nice. I, I could see that him being like the final documentator of like what really went down. You know, yeah. I never heard that before. Thank you for that. You're you're welcome. Ooh. I am here to please the people. It, it makes sense because remember when, <laughs> when Sam you, saw the library and it was like the beginning of the show. I mean, yeah. kind of yeah. kind of makes ba, sense. Ba, ba, Holy ba, shit! Ba, yeah. ba, ba, ba. All right, Key, I'm gonna move you on. Thanks. Get back on the video games. Bye. All right, all right, all right. Uh, I'm only trying to pick people we haven't heard from before, but is Jimmy on there? No, no, no. We we got more. We we got a handful more calls. Um, Lauren Shodine. You are down now with the normies. Hey, also, Lord I can see the shots. other people in the queue. I'm going to try to get to all of you, so just hang tight. Shoding. Show what up? What, what up? up? Is it snowy? Hi, is it snowy um, and ugly so in Canada? How is the little one? I really like that Sam is George R. R. Martin. Yeah. And before the episode actually started, I was talking to Serge about this, but... Um, I realized, I was like, what if this is, like, sort of, like, a history book? And, like, even our, like, history books, they don't focus on people that died. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. That's really you know interesting. I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. focus on, like, heroes. So I actually didn't think that anyone important was going to die before it started. You know what would be a super yeah, dark like they've, ending? they've made it all here, and their characters have all kind of wrapped up or almost wrapped yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. So why, hmm. I guess why yeah. kill them after that? Yeah. A super dark yeah. ending. And my question is, is now that Tyrion and Jamie have survived, do you think that Bronn is going to go through? Uh, See, I thought Bronn had a part to play with shooting down a dragon, you know, and same. now Bronn literally only all you got to do 
I don't. I don't know. So, it, 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 so Bron's character arc goes in one of two ways, where it's like he fulfills his character arc by murdering the people he's supposed to murder and getting the castle that he always wanted, or his character arc changes, where he's like, I've always kind of kind of tried to like look for like loyalty in some what, bit of family, and you two yeah. motherfuckers are the only brothers I actually have. Wouldn't that complete his character arc? That's what I'm then? saying. Like it would complete like, it if he did yeah. it, but also if he was just like, if he was like, you guys are kind of like the only family I have. Like that, that would complete it. Yeah, like yeah, if, yeah. If he turned her back on, you know, like. Became less of a self-obsessed person. Yeah. I, I, I could see him maybe, like, ah, damn, I really hope he doesn't. I can't see him doing it to Tyrion. I could see him maybe shooting one and being like, what have I done? Like, kind of like, I don't know. Uh, I really don't. I really hope he, he doesn't. doesn't seem like uh, a half-measures type uh, of guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think it's 50-50, and it's just going to go either one way or another. And it's just going to go all the way. Not, not, yeah, like Chris said, no half-measures. It's going to be uh, one of those mo- Sorry, go on. Uh, I don't know what I was going to say. <laughs> it's going to be one of those uh, moments where Jamie and Tyrion are talking and like, you know, like it's all heartwarming. Yeah. And the oh, one of them's going to get it through the neck. So, oh my God, what's his name? Oh, sorry, I have a brain fart. Okay. Brown, 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 Brown. Um, he counts. He always makes, do, does his math before he makes a decision. So I think that his decision will ultimately depend on whether he will see any worth in a queen with dragons and uh, John or see more worth in Cersei, Cersei. and uh, her wealth. Well, with that being said, when he's like this fucking family, like he probably is just like the sooner Cersei stops giving the orders, the sooner I can actually fucking yeah. relax. I just uh, think that his decision is going to be more rational than in terms of loyalty. The, the only thing Shodine, is, is thank you. I'm going to move you up to uh, You Snooze, You Lose, and I'm going to pick the next caller, but thank you. Also, kiss the baby for us. Kiss the baby. Kiss the baby. Ready, I? The, the only thing with the Bron, and like if we're going back through like foreshadowing throughout the show, is like Bron has always like been a man of like what he's about. He's like, if, if the coin's right, I'm going to fucking do it. So like he's, he's never shied away from that. Like, so I just... Uh, I hope he. Do- I hope Hello. he doesn't do it. Hello, Amanda B. You are on <laughs> with Amanda the Goose Squad. Amanda. Hey. Sorry for the yawning. It's so hot in this room. It is really hot. Can no, no, that's okay. <laughs> um, I have a couple things I'll say quickly. Um, first, when you guys were talking about expectations, um, you know, there's a group of us that watch on Sunday, um, and I think we all kind of went in with different expectations. I guess I'm kind of one that just like I want to be entertained like that's TV for me is a way for me to you know escape same reason for reading and so I guess I went in very nervous I mean the whole time I was watching your reaction you guys are talking about being sick and uncomfortable like that was me the whole episode and (laughs) like I went in going okay it's gonna be bad they're gonna have a big fight it's gonna be epic and we're probably gonna lose some people now to me, we still got that. Now, it yes. may not have been huge people, but for some of us, you know, as many of you know, I am a huge Liana Mormont fan. So for me, I was devastated. I love that little girl. But she also went out like a badass. So yeah, I love did. it also. And to me, she also went out saving so many people because yeah. that yes. giant Absolutely. would have oh, yeah. crushed all these people. Amanda, I thought of you with your Liana avatar <laughs> yeah. immediately. I was like, oh, she shook. She shook. <laughs> yeah. shook to her core. People say that to me since. They're like, oh, we thought about you. And I'm like, yeah. I was sobbing. Um, I think my only real frustration was uh, Brand because he did nothing. Yeah. And that was my, like, yes, we did kind of, it was kind of cool because we did get to see the battle a little bit from, like, the crow's perspective. But I, I just was like, do something. I don't know. For me, I do think all the deaths mattered. Um, and, and did something, you know, Jorah fought protecting Danny. Uh, Theon, yes, it, obviously, I think he knew he wasn't going to beat the Night King, but he still gave somebody time. Yeah. You know, and, and they, and, um, uh, Beric, you know, saved Arya. Like, they all did something. Um, I guess I still am curious from episode two what Bran said to Tyrion. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that stuff I think is interesting too. Cause they I did, think, they, he, he downloaded, you know, some of that internet swag off of him. Yeah. I don't know if it was 
a reaction for one of you guys or another one that, or someone that I read, like someone was like, you know, Tyrion reads all these books and here is the ultimate book mm-hmm. that yeah. he just had. Um, shows brought up my other point, which was what you guys thought uh, Bronn was going to do. I have a, f- a friend from here that actually also watches the show. She has an interesting theory. I'm not so sure I'm convinced on the validity Ooh. of the theory. What is it? But she thinks um, that uh, Bronn is actually the last of the Castamere's. <laughs> and that's why he doesn't have like that's why he's always like you don't know where I'm from you wouldn't know my father that would be interesting a lot of times when we see him singing Rings of Castamere that song Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. all he song. wants is a castle. Uh-huh. Go, oh, my God. Damn. That would be insane Holy if that turns crap. out to be true. <laughs> that would be really cool. Her, that I would be insane. I that I would bring it up to you guys and see what your thoughts were. I you like that theory she's, a lot. She's super interesting. I really like that theory. It's like my other favorite theory is that Varys is a merman. So this one now is right up there, too. I'd be happy with him killing Jamie then. I'm also frustrated with Varys, because I feel like all these other episodes have led us to thinking the whole he's a mirror. And he's, what has he done? He stood there with his arms in his jacket. <laughs> we need to know. All right, Amanda, like, thank you. We're going to move yeah. on to the next caller. I, th- I think with Brand, and uh, see, I think with Brand, like I'm, I'm also absolutely frustrated with Brand. Like he didn't do anything, but I think he a lot of a lot of, in the gods. But I think a lot of people are are saying that he had already set the pieces into motion when he gave Arya the Caspa dagger because yeah. he was like it's wasted on a cripple. And I think the rest of it is kind of like spoilers for Endgame earmuffs for anybody that hasn't seen it but like Matic, you're on with the normies What's it's kind of like what dr strange said like if i tell you it's, yes. it won't happen yes so i think it was kind of uh, like he had set the pieces into motion and he just kind of had to have faith. Any question hey what up? What's, up? what's up goat Matic, you're on what up where are you calling from you are the goat from saudi arabia so what's your question no, I think. Uh, what do you guys think about uh, the writing? The writing. Oh, this is actually interesting because I wrote something about this. Season four, uh, the show lost its uh, identity. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I think the struggle is like since they had to just move past the books. Like I know George still has his input into the show. But obviously, like, the source material isn't there anymore. So I think the writers are... It's kind of what happened with uh, another show is, like, uh, I'll bring community, like, season four when the head, you know, head writer leaves. You can can tell there's certainly a difference in how they approach the show now. But I think for the most part, it's still okay. But I think the struggle just comes from them being just ahead of the source material now. And hold on real quick right there, actually. We got to wrap this up, guys. The construction workers are back, so... Uh, Goatmatic, thank you for that question, but they're about to start hammering and turning lights on and making a ton of noise, so... Uh, I'm going to let Serge finish saying what he was saying, and then we're going to wrap it up. Oh, I was Sorry saying. to everybody that we weren't able to reach in the queue. We thought we were going to have more time. We didn't know that many people were going to be in here today, but I guess this is a big topic. And, uh, and like I said, you. this construction is happening. And thank you so much for the no- donations. I know we missed a few people. Yeah, I was going to say, Puffy, thanks Puffy. for the quick no, 99 cents. And right before that, somebody else donated. $20 from yeah. uh, so, James. James said Gendry was the last true stag, and him and Arya are going to take the throne. Nice. And uh, yeah, I agree. Gendry, Gendry was he, he was he was. He grew up in Flea Bottom. So, yeah, yeah. he knows Goat, the people the best. Goat Matic, uh, thanks a ton for that question. I'm sorry we had to rush that a little bit. I just, our whole entire studio is hot because we don't have any AC and are building it right now. Yeah, the writing is, is, is still tolerable enough to me. Obviously, it's not as great as the first four seasons, but yeah. it's, it's still like better than everything, everything on else. TV. Yeah. Well, guys, with that being said, I love oh, you all. <laughs> Kia, oh, that's, that's, that's the wrong Probably this ain't a strip club. Stop throwing bills. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh my you never God. know. Chris, puppy threw a one. What you going to give him? Oh, I'm going to give him a little bit of shake. Hey, guys. Thanks for having that uh, pretty thick discussion with us about Game of Thrones. This was actually uh, way more engaging than I thought it was going to be. So maybe, you know, we got a couple more of these boys left before it's all done. So with that being said, we'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye. Have a nice day.